as we do every year. Happy 2020. Um, we made it. Where is my jetpack and my meals in pill form? Um, so here we are. Um, see, because intimacy is defined as unity, is defined as oneness, it is defined as fusion. Did you see a misspelling? Is there a typo there? Oh, okay. Ooh, he, had that, he had that look on his face like a typo. Because uh, I pulled this straight out of the handbook, so shoot. Uh, our, our new identity through the resurrection life of Jesus Christ and the inheritance we carry and release because we're reconciled to a good father. When you have a father, you have an inheritance. And so that's what we want to talk about. And so one of the things that we've desired as we've done this year after year after year of going, and you guys know the stories, a lot of you know the story is that Kate and I, and you guys know the stories, a lot of you know the story is that Kate and I have this conversation uh, where we said, what would it look like if we built a church on the health of our marriage and on the health of, a, of our family? And I don't mean that to sound like super... Uh, prideful, like our marriage or our family, but we believe that like, if we can do this together in community and our marriage can remain the center and healthy and overflowing, then we have something to give away to people. If this costs us our marriage or our family, then we really don't have anything to give away to people. And no matter how big it gets, no matter how many people show up, it doesn't matter. And so our heart has been, what, what would it look like if we built a church on family and on healthy marriages? And, and to do that, we are a central thing that we want people brings you. You're invited into the and oneness and a love relationship with God. If it is not, then you will be prone to relationship with God. If it is not, then you will be prone to religion and you will be prone to performance and you will be trying to earn his affection. You will be trying to earn families into about intimacy. That all sounds good, but really it's about what you look like. It's how you behave. It's, what, it's all that different stuff. And we don't want that to happen within this community. So we want this to be a place where every year, even if it feels redundant, that we are saying, do it year after year after year. So what we did is we created the Still Life Handbook, and, and uh, it's heavy, it's massive. Um, it, it, was, it, was, it was, where's Christian? Where, where'd he go? He's out there selling them? Oh, we, we came, he, helped, he helped me put it together, and we, it came out much smaller in the picture. We made a book that can fill. So just be careful when you're lifting it. I don't want anybody to... Uh, so just be careful when you're lifting it. I don't want anybody to throw their back out. But what, what we made was something where every, our fear, I think our fear, and we've talked, wrote, they don't become redundant use, and I can teach it for him for crying out loud. Um, and how do we keep it from becoming that? And this was, Holy Spirit just inspired us to say, what if we gave something that every day you could just be spending some time looking at intimacy? You could be spending some time looking at identity. You could be spending some time looking at an of us could go through it together and really take these topics to a deeper level. So if you don't have one, please hear me take these topics to a deeper level. So when I want you to be on this journey with us. I don't care if you're on the, uh, I want you to have one. I want you to be on this journey with us. I don't care if you're on the, I just want all of us to be going through it. And it's not, it's not for like one person to have it and then it's the, I want every it's not for like one person to have it and then it's the, I want everybody to have it I was I, I won't say names but someone said to me today hey that still life handbook looks really great it's not, okay well here's the solution not <laughs> going oh, I would love to go through it but you have it so we want everybody to have one we want everyone to go through it they're available at the welcome center they're twenty dollars um, and once we realized how many trees it cost. Uh, we had to increase the price a little bit. Um, oh, sorry, it's not. It's not funny. That is not funny. <laughs> Dang it. Um, anyway, 
So if you are in a place where you're like, I can't afford 20 bucks, that's okay. We had some folks that were generous enough to purchase uh, some extra ones just to be able to give to people for whatever they can afford. So there's some extra ones back there. If, if $20 is too much, that's absolutely fine. Uh, just tell the Welcome Center and they will get you hooked up to make sure that you have one to go home with. Um, and, and if you're one of those folks that can join with us in buying some extras for others, we would, we would also love that as well. So, um, okay, so we are in the journey of intimacy. Today, we begin, and this is where I want, to, I want to dive in, just believing that the center of every single person's life, as desire that should drive our life, is, isn't to earn God's love and affection. It is to receive it as a gift, that we would know that above all, as I said, receive it as a gift, that we would know that above all, through Jesus Christ, with God, romance, you are, are loved. Not, but you don't know about my story. You don't know what I did. You are loved. Loved. Not, but you don't know about my story. You don't know what I did. You don't know my this. No, 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 not any of that. This is about his gift to say, I see you, chase you to the ends of how much. You. And that has to be the basis of our entire walk. And that has to be the basis of our entire walk with Jesus. This has to be the basis of our entire relationship with God. I can look at people's lives and determine where they are in their journey by one simple fact. Do you know that you are loved by God unconditionally and that you are in a love relationship with him? Or are you still uncertain about how God feels about you and whether he loves you and your appearance or the right, prove it or get yourself into the right appearance or the right religious looking way of uh, going through life. But if you have that moment where things switch over and you know that he loves you, relationship with him. And what it gives you is it gives you freedom. And the gift of freedom is so powerful because he says, it's because I love you that I want to pursue you and I want you to pursue me. And you go, our religious stuff rises up. And we go, wait, Right? And you pursued me and you want me to pursue you because if I don't, my life's not going to work out. Something bad's going to happen. Like what? No, no. Freedom. Love gives you this beautiful gift of freedom. And then we get to choose how do we steward that freedom into deeper intimacy, being people who make room for his presence and pursue him with, by being people who make room for his presence and pursue him with our lives. Not because we're going to get something, not because we're going to avoid something bad but because it's a love story. And that's what ever, that you are loved and you are seen and you are pursued and that you would pursue him without any pursued and that you would pursue him without any dangling carrot. Just his permission to come and jump in my lap, come and be with us. He has to look like in our relationship with him. It is not, it, it, when we say the word intimacy, and I know, sorry if I'm go going on a little bit of a weird tangent, but you, you guys know me. I, I think that intimacy has been hijacked within, the, within culture, let's say. There, there's a classic preacher. But it's about sexual or physical, about our relationship with any bit and bring it out of the intimacy where people have said, yes, if, if this happens, we'll feel so close together and it's intimate. Intimacy is so much more than just a place of saying, wait, it is about know and be seen and be of intimacy, but being with you and being known is intimacy. And being one and being with you and being known by you is intimacy. When we work with couples, listen, this is the, this is the end of the awkward. And they come to us and say, we, you think the prescription is? 
In fact, those of you, sex as exists in their relationship. But I want us to understand that there are places where we can create gatherings, we can create events, we can create big moments in our journey with Jesus, and we can make those the highlight and the thing while lacking the very substance of our intimate relationship, which is our daily and pouring ourselves out. Because how we build intimacy is by ourselves out. Because how we build intimacy is by coming, becoming one. And by opening our hearts and communicating and, and, and sitting and being seen and being known. And so this is the invitation. This, when God created man and woman together, he, he created the created man and woman together. He, he, he created four relationships. He created them of an overflow of relationship for relationship. That's what we were created in Genesis, that he breathed his breath into man, into man and woman, when they were together in one form, breathed his breath into man, into man and woman, when they were together in one form, before he divided them, that he breathed his breath and they became living beings. So before they were this living, they became alive. And God gave us that freedom I talked about earlier, and in that freedom became the choice to say, are we going to trust God and pursue God, or are we going to trust our own ways and do our own thing? And that relationship, as you guys know, that relationship was broken with God. And so the story went from being, I created you for me to be in relationship with me, to I created you, and this relationship is now severed, and I am pursuing you. And so the journey of Scripture... The story of Scripture is about a God who pursues in love those that he created out of the overflow of intimacy and relationship, out of unity, tri-unity, came life out of love and the love that they had, the love that existed in God. We were created out of that. And so the story is God pursuing humankind. And the story is God pursuing you. And we know that he took it to the point that Jesus came as we have been celebrating Emmanuel and Christmas and we did the series God with us that we saw Jesus coming, God in the flesh, you so much, in fact, that I sent my son to pursue you, that if you would believe in him, that he would breathe his spirit into you to pursue you, that if you would believe in him, that he would breathe his spirit into you just as I breathe my spirit. Resurrection, eternal life would be available. We receive to forgive and resurrection life. And Jesus came to demonstrate, to forgive, to show us what resurrection life does and what it looks like. And he traveled life to pursue us. He traveled to the cross to pursue us. He traveled to us to be seated in us. Why? And not just us, because I know as he loves us. And not just us, because I know how squirrely people can get in a room like this. We all start saying we and us and all of You. This was for you. This is your love story. This is your king of romance who comes and pursues you. You are the bride of Christ. And we have to be able to step into that reality of saying, this is what it looks like to be loved. And this is what was broken. He continued to pursue us. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All of this is from God who reconciled us to him. God was owning people's sins to relationship with God. Intimacy and relationship. Intimacy and relationship. I don't want this series on intimacy to turn into, oh, it's the, it's the preacher's opportunity today. That's what I'm going to hammer you on. He exists. Time, it's not about something that you do. As I said at the beginning, it is about receiving a free gift that you do. 
as I said at the beginning, it is about receiving a free gift of love and then being brought into, by his spirit, being brought into a fresh revelation of how deep that love, how deep his presence, how deep he truly is, and how deep it goes in this journey that we get to go with him and that we would be reminded not scolded into more quiet time, but simply, if today I do nothing else but simply remind you of how invited and loved you are. That's how will you steward that invitation. Freedom is given to you to say, how will you steward that invitation into the fullness of what God has in his connection and in his desire for you? And as God breathed his life into us, of Jesus, and I believe that this is a demonstration of what, and it's a scripture that we pass by sometimes and we miss it. But I, what, and it's a scripture that we pass by sometimes and we miss it. But I think this is what Jesus came to accomplish. To accomplish, it is a, it is a. If you, if you look at it, it's kind of a, it says this that Jesus stood them, received the Holy Spirit where God breathed his spirit and came alive, and that Jesus is doing the same thing to his disciples and saying, receive the Holy Spirit, and in receiving the Holy Spirit, and that this is what he has done. It's old is gone, and it is his spirit, and what is closer than our breath, right? I'll sing you the song. This is the air I breathe. <laughs> something, something, something. You can all, it's all in, in your head. It doesn't get any closer than the breath in this, but that's the reality is in us, that there is, and that's what John twelve is that that type of closeness would become our reality, first prayer. Is that that type of closeness would become our reality, first Corinthians six nineteen. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not Christ who lives in Give your life over to him in his breath. His spirit is breathed into us. This is the level of unity that we have and are invited to experience every day. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Do not let the... Now I have to really, really... A beautiful invitation to the depth of reality that you can have in Jesus. That you would really be able to say, I am so close with my God through his spirit breathed into me, that it is no longer I who live, but it is he who lives through me, in me. There's a depth to intimacy. It is the reflection of the oneness of flesh that we, are talk, that we talk about in marriage, where two become one. And I believe that that's how Jesus wants to step into a oneness and a depth of relationship with him that we have never experienced before. Depth of relationship with him that we have never experienced before. Because Jesus died and lived to reveal the Father and make his presence available to us. We use Exodus 33 a lot when we talk about intimacy. You'll see it referenced a few times even in the handbook. I love it. And I can't teach on intimacy without it because this God who's beyond comprehension, who defeated sin and death on our behalf, and, and, and even in Exodus 33, he told Moses, Moses, you can't look on me because if you look on me, you'll die, right? Exodus 33, Moses is standing there and he's getting ready to lead the Israelites out of a season of wilderness into the promised land. And he's, God is meeting with him and he says, God, God said, you, you can't even see me. God, who couldn't be looked upon by Moses is now living in us, that is earth shattering. That is mind blowing. That should be heart expanding to say, wait, how does it happen where Moses can't even look on this God, but now he pours himself his dwelling place. Another verse that we love to use. Ephesians 3, 16 and 17 says this, I pray that out of the riches of his glory, he may strengthen you with the power 
with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell out of the riches of His glory. Now it's an overflow. Out of the riches of that glory, we're invited to have our inner being strengthened that we would be able to have Him make His home in our heart. The presence of the living God, too much for Moses to look at, now says, I want to live in you in the mirror anymore? What's the accomplished? That's the magnitude of what we're invited into, and that's the magnitude of the intimacy that is available to us, that we would be people who make our hearts a home for his presence to reside. One of the things that Kate and I joke about when life gets kind of busy and we get caught in the whole checklist thing and when we have barely talked or we're high-fiving and you know, like, I don't know, that's at home and we have barely talked or we're high-fiving and you know, like, I don't know, tag-teaming the kids off the top rope, it's your turn. Um, <laughs> us that we are, wait, romance, and we'll be, and I'll, we'll be walking by, and I'll be like, hey, Rumi, how's it going today, did you, right, did you pay rent this week, or how's it going, because it's like we begin to function as roommates, instead of saying, saying, wait, that we would remain in a place, no matter what's going on, but I want that to be our reviving him, hitting him up every once in a while for a need, I got a prayer request, hey, can you, can you cover this thing, here's my list of stuff we got to get done this week, I need some extra finances, because bills are a little short, and if I could just, uh, I'll, oh yeah, I'll read my Bible today, and I'll check that off my journal, and we're good, and we're just fine to have an intimate here, I want you to know and be known, face in our heart, not just in our life, not just in our checkbook, not just in our checklist. But that out of everything that we do is from the overflow of intimacy at the core of our being. Story that we I believe that the story that we are being told is all about pursuit and how he's pursued us. And I want to say something to you that might take you a little bit of time to get your mind around. Uh, but that's okay. I just want you to hear this. It's like, how deep did you? I want you to understand that the pain of broken relationship with you was greater than the pain that he endured on the cross. It was greater than the pain that he endured on the cross. See? That's powerful word. It was greater than... This is how much he loves you and how much he pursues you. He loves you so much that it is a greater pain for him to be. He loves you and how much he pursues you. He loves you so much that it is a greater pain for him to be. There's greater pain, relational pain for him to be without you than to go through anything physical. Scripture tells us it was for the joy that was set before him. It was you. It was people. It's that he saw as he went through the cross the joy that was set before him and he endured it because he loves you, boy. You're going to accomplish for him things. Just pursued you, and he saw as he endured the cross, and he pursued you, and he saw as he endured the cross, you're his joy. And now he's inviting you to experience that love and that joy. That means, and what, come on, let's spend the, let me show you. <laughs> I want to make sure that we have a moment to say a couple things as we end. Knowing what I've said to recap, it's you that he wants. The whole story that we have is of him reconciling and pursuing you in love. And understanding that intimacy is not a requirement. It's an invitation. And as I shared earlier, it is the power of freedom for you to choose intimacy that deepens it every time that you say yes to him. To hear this, available doesn't mean optional. That's a phrase that you'll hear us use from time to time. I don't think that there's anything in my life to use 
from time to time. I don't think that there's anything in my life that is healthy, that is not based and founded in intimacy with God. It's not optional for the story of this church. It's not optional for the story of my marriage. It's not optional for the story of my family. And I don't want it for the story of my marriage. It's not optional for the story of my family. And I don't want it to be optional for any of us, even though it is an invitation. It cannot be optional. Everything that with Him, not perfect together, that's all that matters. And I want to hear this. I want you to hear this. I want my team to hear this. I want my worship leaders to hear this. I want every single person in this room to hear this. I don't care how good things are going. Blah, 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 blah. I don't care about any of that if it's at the expense of intimacy. I don't care about any of that if it's at the expense of intimacy. When we begin to live our life for Jesus without intimacy, we are immediately living out religiosity. And when we're living out of religion ourselves and to prove our relationship with him to people around us, instead of desiring to just simply be approved in his presence and saying, I know that you're desiring to just simply be approved in his presence and saying, I know that you love me and I will live out of the over flow, saying, I am loved and I am known by this room. We build this church. We buy six city blocks and we expand it into some incredible thing. I don't care if it is at the expense of my personal intimacy with God. Find God, find somebody else to lead it. Take me, not out. I don't want to take me on a good long vacation. The health of your marriage, the health of your relationships, the health of your family, the health of your business, the health of your city, the block, the neighborhood, the sea, then what is it coming out of? It's that first round playoff. I mean, intimacy is important, but seriously, what's the score? Okay, whew. Uh. If you build a life, a ministry, a team, listen. If you build a life, a ministry, a team, without his presence, without intimacy, all we end up with, as I said, is a religious-based system where what we do and how we appear is more important than making time. And don't want, because what will happen is we will start to minister and live out of habit. But I could do this with my eyes closed. I could teach. I have an anointing to teach, right? So I have to choose to steward that to be able to either come out of intimacy or just dabble and grab onto my anointing and my gift whenever I want to without connection. I could, there's gifts on your life. There's anointing. I'm just telling you, like, we have to do this out of intimacy. We have to build this in a way that says, wait, if I just do this out of habit, if I follow Jesus and I do my thing, habit or happy people who say it is his want, everything, him, that is the only thing that matters, that is the only thing I want, everything else is worthless compared to the all-surpassing glory and joy and hope of knowing you, Jesus, and I consider everything else as lead and change, see that we can change our lives with, of saying, I've seen you, Jesus, and you are more than enough, and everything else compared to you seems like nothing. I don't want to live and lead out of habit. And I don't want you guys to live and lead, walk in your anointing, access your gifts, apart from intimacy with God. His Spirit breathed into you that your life and your breath would be the Spirit of the living God. And that you would never, ever, ever depart from that place of making his presence your greatest treasure. And that you would steward your life to make his home in your heart. And that when you begin to live out of less than that, you would see my faith decreases to the level of intimacy that I steward in my life. So what we want to do is be people who steward. But it's all of 
So we're going to stop there. We have the whole month of intimacy. I don't have to push. So we're going to stop there. We have the whole month of intimacy. I don't have to push this all the way through and get everything out. We have a month of intimacy to be able to use it, I guess. I don't know. Everything. And you guys really think way of saying intimacy. And so I want you guys, I want to invite you on this journey for this entire month to just begin to put your heart into a place, a posture of yes. Yes to more of you, God, no matter what it takes. I want more of you. I want more of you. Holding things that are holding me or keeping intimacy with you, I want to release it. If my mind is carrying things that are keeping me from having intimacy with you, I want to release it. Get it. I want it out of my mind. I'm not performing. I'm simply saying yes to being abandoned to anything that I have found love and meaning and purpose in that wasn't first. Jesus. If you don't have a handbook, if you don't have a handbook, on your way out, please get one and take this journey with us. They're at the Welcome Center. One and take this journey.